Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tough to Nail Down with Ashley and Jeffrey, the show where we do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, this week, I am not joined by Ashley because, as you probably already know, we're doing our series of up-close and personal interviews with directors where we got invited into the homes of some of Hollywood's elites, and we're going to talk to them about whatever we want. So uh, this week, I have another wonderful director. It's uh, Sophia Coppola. Hello! Hi! Hi, how are you? I am so excellent today. Thank you so That's much good. for having me oh, on the Oh, very show. chipper right out of the gate. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful day and I'm happy to be alive. Oh, wow, this is this is already wonderful. So, um, just how are you in your life right now? Do you have anything going on? Just, you know? Um, you know, I'm just kind of sitting back enjoying the money that I've made and... You have made a lot of money. Yeah. And you also were born with a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You've had a lot of I've money. I've made some money, and yeah. also a lot of it is just I've inherited it. Um, but, you know, it, it, I have the luxury of being able to work when I want to and yes. take breaks when I don't want to yeah, work. Yeah, you get so. to make movies, and, you know, you've made some great movies. I mean, you you won awards for Lost in Translation. You want to just talk about making that movie or anything? Yeah, it was really important to me to make a movie that took place in another country with a different kind of culture, but have both of the leads be American white people. That's good, yeah. Um, Just so that, you know, we could see the culture, but still experience it through our own, you know, kind of experience mm-hmm. as white Americans. As white people. And not be pushed too far out of I did instantly zone. relate to... The old white man and how he liked. Exactly. You know. If I if I made a movie in Japan and made all the main characters people who were from Japan, then yeah. you know no one would be able to relate to it. Good point. So that's that's the thing. You know, you got to ease audiences into different experiences by giving them and what we like to call in the film industry as an audience surrogate. Yes. Yes. And you had two. Yes. So it allowed you to just be really confused by another culture Mm -hmm. and just, you know, very confusing culture, uh, you know, mistrustful and misplaced and just feeling really, uh, weird about it, you know, and and it allowed you to have all of those feelings about this other culture instead of, you know, just throwing you in there and expecting you to understand what these weird, crazy, different people people, are doing. I I appreciate what you did. It made me understand Japan a lot more and how they like whiskey commercials with old white men. Yeah, and, you know, like, bright colors and and karaoke where you have to wear wigs and, like, weird strip clubs and stuff. All kinds of weird stuff in that society. Yeah, and, like, weird game shows yeah. that people have to be on. Like, yeah, it's all fucking crazy over there. I'm glad you're so open and honest about how you feel about Have you been back there since filming that movie? Oh, fuck no. Oh, so you don't like it. Oh, no. I mean, why would I? I oh, obviously feel I more at of, home in I, my own country mm-hmm. where I belong. I kind of felt like maybe... His the problems of the main characters came from loneliness and being away from what they knew, but you kind of make it seem like maybe it's from Japan just being so weird. Yeah, I mean, if they went to, like, a more, like, England, where people speak our language okay, yeah. and, you know, we kind of understand them more, it wouldn't have been the same. Things wouldn't be uh, lost in translation. Yeah, of course. Well, they couldn't be, because, I mean, the British people do say some fucked up words, but, yeah. like, for the most part, we speak the same language. Yeah, um... 
How do you like working with uh, Bill? Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray. I mean, he's like he's like a father to me, except like I already have a father who's very famous. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's like a second father who's very nice. famous. Who do you like more? Um, you know, it's hard because. You know, Francis Ford has given me a lot of money. Yeah, he put you in uh, Godfather 3, which... Yeah. You were... You acted... I was very good. People just didn't appreciate my performance. Uh, you acted. I, you I were, definitely did. You were definitely on screen. And, uh, but but Bill Murray has uh, not fucked me up, you know? Like, your parents always yeah. kind of fuck you up a little bit. So, you know, it, I, I don't know if I could choose between them. That's good. I guess that's a... That's a healthy way to look at it. Yeah. Um, you recently directed the uh, the Very Murray Christmas. Was that like a project that he came to you with and was like, hey, I want to make a Christmas special. Do you want to? <laughs> well, clearly you don't know <clears throat> Bill Murray. He doesn't want to do anything oh, ever. That... <laughs> you kind of have to, you know, poke and prod him into it. But, you know, I'm like a daughter to him. So he was I like, thought, of course, you know I'll... what? <laughs> you out of the house for a little bit let's just do something for fun so, that's nice you know and yeah like, you kind of shepherd him throughout society and... yeah he did it for me um clearly he wasn't really that into it so yeah he definitely was not very happy in any of that but you know that's kind of him yeah i mean yeah what, what yeah. else do you expect <laughs> nothing that's what people love well, about him so can we talk about your family a little bit? Like, we touched on your father, I one mean, of the we most... I can, but, you know, I, I would prefer to keep most of this interview about me. Of course it will be about you, but can we just talk about maybe your relationships with two of your famous cousins? I mean, you have Jason Schwartzman, who is a spectacular actor. Oh, and then, yes, he's wonderful. And then Nicolas Cage, who is an actor. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, the thing about Nicky is that his, um... His performances are just so on a different level that sometimes people can connect to them and sometimes they just can't oh, quite heard, get there. I've heard stories about how he uh, how he goes about... He's very committed. He's very method in a lot of roles that wouldn't technically need a method actor. He's just a... Yeah, he's maybe like a little intense for most people. Um, but when you know him, like I do... That's... Yeah. It, you know, you, you understand it. Okay, that's good. And, you know, he is very, like, you know, he changed his last name because he didn't want to get anything for any reason other than his own Which you talent. notably did not do. I mean, <laughs> I just want to, uh, I respect what Nikki did, but for me it just felt like I didn't want to seem like I was hiding something okay. or running away from something. That's good, you know? too. You know. I, and I do think that my work speaks for itself. It does, and... I mean, I don't think I don't think Francis Ford Coppola could ever make a movie like Lost in Translation or The Bling Ring or Virgin Suicides. They no, yeah, I, I um, you have a very distinctive style that is obviously yeah. There's a very like sort of dreamlike, <laughs> subtle femininity to mm -hmm. my movies. That yeah, I, and that's all me, you know. Yes. So I think that um, I understand why someone would want to distance themselves from their famous family, but I felt like, you know, I can distance myself with the quality of my work. And you have. Yeah. You definitely have. You stand on your own. Um, you kind of are in this this scene of directors from the mid-2000s that kind of went into more surreal, strange movies like Spike Jones, who you you were formerly married to. Oh, yes. And um, 
Michael Gondry is one of them. Wes Anderson. They they all have this similar style that, you know, was very mid-2000s, but definitely a new thing of movies that kind of felt more quiet and that were happy being quiet and happy being a little bit strange and having quirky characters. Uh, what was it like just coming up in that scene? Um, yeah, it was really kind of a reaction to these, like, big epic movies, like, the kind that my dad would make, <clears throat> yeah. you know? Um, I just think that there's something really, um, I mean, there's a famous quote about writing that is, and I honestly can't remember who said it, and I feel like an idiot for it, but it, it's, you know, the only, the quote is, the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself. And I think we kind of took that and extrapolated it to filmmaking, you know? Very true, yeah. Um, That we wanted to show that things, you don't have to have all this crazy wild drama happening to keep an audience's attention. People are smarter than we give them credit for. They want to experience those emotionally intelligent sort of more low stakes stories that they can identify with and that cause them to think, you know? And I, you've definitely succeeded with that. Um, so yeah, the, like I want people to think about why Japan is really weird. Yeah, you know, I don't want them to just be dazzled by all of the, the crazy things happening. I want them to really sit there and, and go, think, "Why the like, fuck is this country like how that?" How would that affect me? Yeah. Would I also be very sad? Yeah, yeah. Which is a lot of your movies are about people who are very sad in a lot of ways, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I mean. It's a when real thing. Are, when you have been, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. My life has been pretty fucking easy. You know, I've always had everything. Um, at a certain point, it's like, I mean, I am so satisfied and content that I need to examine the stories of people who aren't just to feel something. I understand that. You know, you you were kind of expressing these emotions that you don't really feel as much, but... Exactly. I feel you know no inside. connection to yeah. any of my films. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. So you've never robbed rich people, like in The Bling Ring? No, I've never robbed rich people. I have never killed myself like the Virgin Suicides did. Okay. Um, I've never... Only ever been to Japan for that movie. Yeah, exactly. And I never, you know, never going made back. an attempt to actually explore the culture. I've never been the Queen of France, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I almost forgot about that movie. That movie is also spectacular and visually. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, my cousin, Jason Schwartzman, was in that. Yeah. Did a very good job. Um, and, you know, some other very beautiful people. That, that film was... Um, it was, there was a little bit more of an emphasis on the visual. Yes. In that movie, I just wanted to make something very, very elaborate because obviously I have the money for it. You know? Yeah, you could pay for that. I've mm-hmm. produced almost all my own movies with my own money. Yeah, you know? because you have a lot of money and you always have, and you probably always will. Exactly. So you know, I just thought, why not just blow all my money on making the most beautiful film? And that then I that could. movie made more money. Exactly. That's the thing. Like you, you got to spend money to make money, and you make and a lot more. Where money. do you get money to start with? You get it from your dad. Exactly. Yep. You've been very privileged. I mean, yeah. I, I make no attempt to hide that or that's good. circumvent that. That's yep. just that's just my truth. Um. So, do you have any dream projects that you'd like working on? 
Hmm. Maybe well, an adaptation of something. Well, I think, like, okay, so I've directed a few music videos okay. in my day for, like, The White Stripes, The Flaming Lips. Very fun. Um, I think that it would be really cool to make a feature-length music video, because, you know, like, if oh, you've seen wow. Marie Antoinette, I used a lot of songs, like, you know, modern songs, mm-hmm. that, like, stroke songs and Have stuff you... like that. Um, Have you not seen Lemonade yet? I mean, I guess that was a bunch of music videos, but... Yeah, no, that's not the same thing. Okay, it's not the same thing. No, and I didn't get that idea from that. I actually came up with that idea a long time ago. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, come on. What like, artist would you like to do this music video? Well, I'm going to write my own song, and oh, it's going okay. to be a two and a half hour long song. Do you have any subject matter about what it's about? It probably won't be emotionally relevant to you, because none of your No, it'll are... probably just be about being a sad white lady who's very rich. Oh, which is not you? No, because I'm not sad. Or, you're not sad, okay. No, I've never been sad in my life. That's good, good. I'm glad you can be so honest about your feelings. Yes. So I'm I'm going to uh, write my own song, and I'm probably going to sing it, too. Good. And, you know, a lot of people, since the uh, Godfather incident, a lot of people don't want to see me in front of the camera. Yeah. But uh, to those people, I say, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm going to star, direct, write, and produce. A two and a half hour long music video. Mm-hmm. And it's one, one song. song. One song. One song. Is it going to be like a... A lot of different stages to the song. No, it's just going to be like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, okay. chorus, verse, chorus. Verse is going to be the same, and the verses will be so it's about the same a, melody, but different words. So it's about a sad, rich, white lady. What would the video be like? Just a sad, rich, white ba- lady going around her day? It'll probably be me uh, playing my guitar in a meadow. And, like, different shots of, like, the wind in my hair and me playing the guitar in different parts of the meadow. And maybe, like, there will be some intercut footage where I'm in the meadow, but I'm not playing my guitar. I'm just kind of walking around and looking at flowers. So you're going to be in the meadow? Maybe, like, twirling a little bit. Or, like, looking at the clouds. So this for two and a half hours? Yes. All right. Give a name for it. Um, it's going to be called The Meadow. The Meadow. Wow. I, I mean, maybe it'll do well. That's all I can say. I mean, what do I have to lose? Honestly? Exactly, you're not gonna run out of money doing that. It says it doesn't sound very expensive to shoot. Yeah, because... no, it's very low budget. Yeah, you just find a public meadow. You don't even well, have to pay. There are public it. meadows all over New York City where you live. Yes. Yep. You just go down an alleyway and then you just open up and you're there in a meadow. There's so much like just nature and like green space mm-hmm. in the city. It's beautiful. People are talking about like the rainforest dying and I'm like what are you talking about? There's trees everywhere. All in this concrete jungle that we call New York City. Yeah, there's actually trees there, guys. Yeah, there are a lot of trees. There's like at least 25 trees in New York. Mm-hmm. And they're like those really small skinny trees that have the metal around the outside. So, yeah, the baby trees. See, it's not, like, the trees aren't going to die off because there's baby ones mm-hmm, still. Exactly. They're very young trees. And they don't get in the way because they're small. Yeah, you can, like, probably leap over them if you have mm-hmm. to. It's so annoying driving down the road and then you're just like, I want to go there. But, but there's I, a tree. But there's a bunch of trees that's a forest and I can't drive my car through there. Yeah. Yeah. Nature. Are you ever going to make a movie about nature besides the meadow? No, why would it? The, the meadow isn't about nature, okay? It just happens in nature. Okay. 
Uh, I like true. I said, the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself. All right. There's nothing in there about nature. Nature, it's not in human. Nobody wants to watch a tree feel conflicted about its feelings. I... Nobody wants to watch the grass have feelings. Maybe it could be about a person being conflicted about their feelings about nature. Again, that is like an unnecessary middleman. Okay, it should just be people being, like, sad. Yes, it should just be a person in a room saying, I'm sad, but why am I sad? Because my life is great and my dad gave me lots of money and I'm a successful director, so why am I sad? How many hours do you sleep a night? Like 16. Okay. Alright. That's, um, you probably only need about half that? Mm, No, you're wrong. Okay. I sleep a lot. And then when I wake up, I just kind of like look at my wall for like about two hours. All and right. then maybe if I have work, I'll go do that, and I'll just kind of, like, go through the motions, but, like, I'm not really there mentally yeah, what do you think about? or emotionally, just kind of like a zombie shuffling through my day. Then I go home and I sleep for another 16 hours. I don't really talk to people. I don't really do things. You're really happy? Yes, I'm very happy. I've That's never good. been sad. That's good. Um, keep telling yourself that. I love my life. Yeah, good. That's all I can say. Good. Yeah. For loving your life. Um, what do you do for fun? Um, for fun. Sometimes I will sit on the other side of my bed and look at the different wall. Okay, what's like different about that wall? 30 minutes or so. There's a different crack on it. Oh. There's a crack on the other wall too, but it's in a different place. It's up in the top corner. On be... the other wall, the, the crack is in the bottom corner. Wouldn't that be really strange if they were symmetrical? Symmetrical cracks? Yeah. I don't know. If each crack, if like the cracks on each side of the wall lined up. That's a weird thing to think about, dude. I mean, you're the one who's staring at cracks. I figured you kind of were an expert on cracks at this point. Nah, I just, uh, just because I'm like, my eyes are looking at it doesn't mean that like my brain is really comprehending. What is your brain doing whenever you're staring at the wall? Uh, It's mostly just kind of like white noise. Like it doesn't really do anything. Okay. There aren't really. I'm kind of getting a picture. Maybe you should talk to somebody else about this. There aren't really emotions or thoughts in there. I mean, aside from just extreme happiness and contentment with my life and just really no regret at all about the decisions I've made and no sort of emptiness or like you know nothing ever feels like it's missing again maybe you should talk to uh maybe you should talk to some somebody who's you know good at solving the conflicts in the human heart uh no because i'm very good at that so i don't need other people I guess to. that's, that's true. why i'm a writer jeffrey i mean I'm i a director directors are so hard to <clears throat> it's hard to change your guys's uh point of view yeah, I mean, we have very strong points of view. That's why we make movies. I guess so. I I can't argue with anything you're saying. You're such a happy person. I know. It's like my yeah. life is great and I'm really hashtag blessed to be living it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Do you have, like, I don't know, anything you do outside of the house? I, I go to work. Anything you do outside of the house besides that? Um... Sometimes I go, I walk to Starbucks and I buy as much coffee as they'll give me. And then I drink, I take the coffee home and I drink all of it to see if I will feel anything. And sometimes my heart will beat faster, but I don't really have emotions about it. It's like, oh, that's different. 
So you kind of understand that you don't really have emotions. I Aside mean, from extreme happiness, which I feel yeah, all the time. We are getting off the we are getting off of the point of the conversation to talk about your work and everything, but I think this kind of reflects your work, the state of well, being. Well, yeah, you wanted to get to know me. Yes, you know, that's a good point. I talk and about my work in interviews all the time. This is like one of the few times I've actually opened up about my personal life. Your sixteen hours like of do. sleep. Yes. Yeah. Um. I never dream. You never dream. No. Are you sure? I used to dream when I was a child, but oh. I haven't in many years. What? When did you start? Sleeping 16 hours a night. Was it probably around 1991? Um, yeah. Well. 1990, maybe? Maybe a little later. Maybe like 1993. 1993. Okay, yeah, that 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 lines up with uh, something I'm thinking about. Maybe, um, maybe your father did ruin your life? Um, well, I mean, yeah, like, we all get emotional quirks from the way that our parents raise mm-hmm. us, you know? Like, that's yeah. normal. But, you know, he gave me so much money that I never have to do anything. And that's, like, really a blessing, you know? Yeah, you don't... Like, all the burden of life and all of the motivation for doing anything has just been lifted off. That's a burden I don't ever have to bear. Yep. Is the necessity to do anything. What do you think it would be like being poor? I really never thought about that. You should um, try it. But I think maybe I should make a movie about that. You should make a movie about poor people. I I met one director. I bet they're all very sad and not happy at all like I am. Yeah, I met a director who's really good at at doing movies about poor people. So you could probably probably meet up with uh, Harmony, Corinne. Oh, that guy's gross. Yeah, but he knows poor people. Uh, I mean, I don't really like to talk to people or, like, look at them. Um... I mean, no offense. So directing is literally the only conversations that you have with people. You mostly watch other people have fictional conversations. Yeah, it's like, I mean, at a certain point, I, like, wonder, is this even worth it? Like, why am I even doing this? Should I maybe just quit and, like, not do anything ever? You should go to, like, um, like a bar or a lounge or somewhere where people are just hanging out. Sometimes that sounds exhausting and gross. Yeah, but you know, I think you'd have a good time. I think you'd maybe meet people who are kind of like you. Mm, I don't want to meet people. Why not? Yeah, it's just too much effort, you know. Do you like that Pokemon? Why not? I don't know what a Pokemon is. Oh wow, this is you are depressed. Actually, I just realized. Excuse you. I'm very happy. No, I think you are depressed. I'm very happy. I have to come out and say it for your own good. And my publicist made me do this interview, but I don't need to do it because I'm fine. If you want to leave, I don't need to talk to people. Um. All right, we'll go back to the movies. We'll go back to the movies. Um. I mean, whatever. It's not like anything really matters in the end, or that I care about it at all. Wow. Um. What's your favorite movie that you ever saw? Do you watch any movies? Have you ever watched movies? Yeah, I watch my own movies a lot. I watch The Virgin Suicides over and over again. Okay, every day yeah, of my again, life. again. When I'm lots... not looking at the wall, I just watch The Virgin Suicides, and wow. then I, when it's over, I just well, I watch all of the credits from start to finish, and then I start it over again, and then I watch the movie again, and I watch all the credits, and then I go to sleep for sixteen hours. Yeah, again, you sound depressed. I mean, I'm fine. Okay. I'm very happy. Again, I can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped, and I guess I'm not even here to help anybody besides my listeners here at Good Podcast. So, um, do you know any jokes? Um, why did the chicken cross the road? 
Why? The chicken didn't cross the road because life is meaningless and there's no reason to do anything. Okay, you took it to exactly where I thought you were going to take it. I don't even know why I asked. I was trying to liven up this podcast a little bit, but um, maybe you can give us a taste of your, your song. No. Then nobody will go see the movie. What's well, wrong with you? It's two and a half hours long. You're not going to sing the entire two and a half hour long song. Stop pimping me out. I don't want to sing on a podcast. Okay, okay. Um, any other fun things that you've done besides stare at walls? Are you uncomfortable it? with the way I'm dragging this interview down? Yes. Are you uncomfortable very with the way much I'm so. sucking all the energy out of this episode? Yes. I was hoping that I would have a fun interview with a quirky indie director, but well, instead I realized that maybe quirky people are hiding something. It seems that they're, I mean, like, listen, dude, when you have, like, all this success, you know, and, like, everything that you could possibly want, it doesn't do good things for people. <laughs> it doesn't? It doesn't breed any, are, it doesn't breed good character. Are there or any, happiness? Okay, I guess I, I guess that's one thing that we're, we're maybe. There's maybe a moral to to the story that we are discovering. That rich people, rich or that you are discovering yeah. as you meet all these rich and successful people who have lots of yeah. power over the things that they do. Well, Ashley called me and she said she talked to Catherine Bigelow, and Catherine Bigelow was like a delightful person. Well, she is an exception. She's just she's. Fantastic! Oh, okay. I love her. Okay. She's really like, like an inspiration. I'm to glad, me. but you did just kind of admit that maybe money isn't what makes you happy. You kind of did just actually admit that. I mean, yeah, fine, whatever. Like, I'm extremely happy, but money has nothing to do with it. You so know? you're just, I'm just like a happy person. But money doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you a happier person. Yeah, maybe it just, um, it's a little Success bit... Success doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you a happier person. You know, either you're just a naturally very happy person like myself, or you're not. It seems like your life is going to take a turn pretty soon. You're going to start realizing some things. I mean, you can... What are you, some kind of future teller? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or maybe I can just pick up on the inner conflicts of the human heart. Ooh, you turned it around on I me. I did. I mean, I gotta admit, respect for that. I was, mm-hmm. Listen, I got like three minutes. You got like three I, minutes. And then I'm due to go to sleep. Yeah, you're gonna go to sleep for 16 hours. Very exhausted. I gotta run out of here. It's just taking a lot out of me to like open my heart yeah, this like is, this. Is this. And the you're being longest... very unappreciative. I, of... I appreciate that you've done this so much. I'm just worried for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. You can be worried, but your worry is like dumb and it's and misplaced. misplaced. Okay. Um, I'm fine, man. Yeah, so do you have anything that you want to plug? Maybe? Uh, yeah. I really think that The Virgin Suicides holds up. Okay. And you should watch it again. Every day? Yeah. Yeah, I would say at least once a day is probably, like, good. Maybe a little more if you really want to catch all the, the nuance of it. It's really good. Probably better than the book, honestly. Like, don't even read that book. Sorry to the dude who wrote it. I mean... Like, obviously, I liked it enough to make a movie out of it, but, like, my movie's better. All right. I mean, that's your point. And would a depressed person say that? Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right. So, um, I guess follow me on Twitter, at Jeffrey Parties. Follow my co-host, who isn't here on Twitter, at Schleechup. And 
Do you have a Twitter account or anything like that? Any social media? I mean, like, I signed up for a Twitter account, but, like, what's the point of yeah. tweeting? Do you have a you know, MySpace, like... maybe, with, like, some cool background with some cool, like, animated background? Yeah, sure. Find me on MySpace Find... at Sophia Coppola <laughs> right. at MySpace.com. All right, cool. <laughs> Um, so find Sophia Coppola on MySpace. I don't read anything. Like but... and subscribe on to this podcast on iTunes. But like, why bother? You know. Um, leave a review and give it five whole stars, and talk and tell us how great it is, and tell us that maybe you'll help us get Sophia Coppola some help because she. I don't need help. I'm fine. All I'm right. Very happy. All right, I can't force her to get help, so um, I guess that's all my time for this week. Any final words? Uh, no, I'm going to bed now. All right, go to sleep. Uh, bye.